Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. That was me and Jonathan Zazzler roasting veteran James Steele on Veterans Day, Ian. Uh, that, I, I'm distancing. I, I, am, I am removing myself so far from that little <laughs> bling. Nope. Don't want any part of it. Uh, I salute on a Monday after Veterans Day to all of our veterans who provide all of us with our ability to be smart asses on the radio and live our daily dreams. And so James Steele, nope, not going there, not even going, not not going to touch it. And we're going to be with you. How are you, darling? I good did, to see you. Let's go. I did Come on salute, now. of course, all of our veterans many, many times and thank them for all of their sacrifices and all of their contributions and the sacrifices of their families as well. What was funny, though, on Veterans Day is every segment I could see James waiting, thinking that I'm going to specifically going to thank, thank him. Right. And I could see it physically in the Zoom. And it got funnier and funnier to me as the show went on. And I thought, I wonder how long I... I can keep going without actually pointing out that James, ah, in fact, deserves some personal okay. thanking. So finally, I gave in and thanked James. I'm not sure how true that part is. I think you were just <laughs> omitting me accidentally. I don't think it was accidental. I just wanted to just move you along into the right <laughs> direction, especially. Yeah, I'm you listening to that. I'm going, wait, I don't want any. Po- wait, wait, what the hell happened while I was gone? I mean, my goodness gracious. But shout out to Red, all the blue. veterans. Let's go. Even the next week, be a part of Amber and Ian Nation on the Dr. Pepper call online. Call us, 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. Ian Fitzsimmons is back. I am Amber Wilson. You can find him at Ian Fitz ESPN. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. And boy, did we have some big breaking news in the NFL today, Ian, because Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson is now out for the rest of the season. We found out from the team that he has to undergo season-ending shoulder surgery on a broken bone in his throwing shoulder. It was a shock to all of us because we just saw Deshaun Watson play the best game he's ever played in a Browns uniform. And apparently he was injured for half of that game when he looked quite excellent. Yeah, and a lot of people were questioning his toughness and this and that and his dedication after that remarkable and ridiculous $230 million guaranteed contract that, you know, the Cleveland's ownership gave him uh, and, and Jimmy Haslam and, and, and company. And if you had any question about his toughness, not his character, because I'm not going to go there. I mean, after all the massages and everything else, I mean, I'm not about to go down that road as far as character goes. But as far as toughness in a team guy, high ankle sprain, plays through it. You know, broken bone in your throwing shoulder, plays through it, helps his team get to a win. Now they're shutting it down. And, and, and in this moment, Amber, we have seen a lot, and this is where you know, Amber Lawyer, Lawyer Amber comes in, that a lot of people are saying, is this the worst contract in professional sports history? 
considering the return you've gotten on Deshaun Watson if you're a Cleveland Browns fan. Because that fan base deserves so much more, Amber. I mean, they really do. They've gone through quarterback hell. They've been through the inner rings and outer rings of Dante's Inferno when it comes to just football purgatory and what they gave up to get him, right? In 2022, a first and a fourth. And in, in this past draft, a first and a third. And that first, by the way, Will Anderson. The third, Tank Dell. 34 grabs over 500 yards, five touchdowns. And they have to give up a first and a fourth next year for the Deshaun Watson. And they gave up a, a, a sixth-round pick and got him. That's it. That's all they had to give up. But they paid him $230 million. I say this is not the worst contract in pro sports history. I give you a man who is still being paid to this day over $1 million a year until in the year of our Lord, 2035, on July 1st, Bobby Bonilla Mm -hmm. cracks a cold beer and says, thank you, New York Mets. The last time that dude put on a Mets uni was 1999, and he's still getting paid and will get paid for another 12 years. That is the best and worst contract in pro sports history. I'm glad you said best because from the player perspective, one of the smartest contracts I have ever seen, and you never see it. It's like talking about when you win the lottery, whether you take the lump sum or the the payout, right? Right. The annual payments, nobody ever opts for the annual payment. Bobby Bonilla essentially opted for the annual payment, and boy, does it look brilliant all these years later, right? Since 1999, as you mentioned, this thing runs through 2035, I believe, where he's going to get $1.2 million Every single year. So every single year we can uh, celebrate Bobby Bonilla Day, except for New York. The Mets aren't celebrating that day ever. That is a bad contract. There's been a lot of bad contracts in sports. 230 million. If we're just saying sports generally, I mean, it's small potatoes compared to a lot of the contracts in, say, soccer internationally, right? So I'm not willing to go down that path of the worst in sports history. However, in NFL history, we can certainly have a conversation of not just the contract, but the trade assets, as you mentioned, because the Browns didn't just cough up a ton of money. They coughed up a bunch of draft picks as well to get this guy, Chris Canty. On host of Unsportsmanlike here, 6 to 10 a on ESPN Radio every single day. He calls the Watson trade the worst trade in NFL history. This will go down because of this injury and everything that's happened prior. This will go down as the worst trade in NFL history. That is not hyperbole. That is just fact. We gave you three first-round draft picks plus We guaranteed the player $230 million. Deshaun Watson owns the Cleveland Browns for another three years. You know what says Jimmy Haslam is the owner chairman? No, not for the next three years. That's Deshaun Watson. They are at the mercy of him. And unfortunately, it's going to be a long time, if ever, we see Deshaun Watson be the player that he was once upon a time in Houston. That one I could believe. If the story ends today, the thing is, even though this ends his season effectively, it doesn't actually end the Deshaun Watson story. The Browns have far too much invested in him. He's obviously going to get another shot next season. Now, is he going to be knocking off the rust once again, Ian? And we're going to see the slow start once again from him. It's such a shame for Browns fans 
because coming off of this particular game, if you were a Browns fan, you probably finally felt like, hey, there's the Deshaun Watson I've been waiting to see any sort of semblance of, and you finally got it right before his entire season ends. Yeah, and, and here's the other part. When it comes to this entire trade, Amber, you know, everyone's talking about, is this the worst, you know, contract in pro sports history or NFL history? Uh, I, I think it is. But as far as a trade goes, does anybody remember Herschel Walker? Right. I mean, Emmett Smith, Darren Woodson, you know, you're you're a proud Florida Gator, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Emmett, right? He, he was part of that. And you, you think about three first-rounders, three second-round picks for Herschel Walker. That was a Jimmy Johnson genius move. So I would I would put Herschel Walker from the Cowboys to the Minnesota Vikings up there as one of the best worst trades ever. This one is second, only because we know what that that we we already have seen what the Cowboys were able to accomplish with that Herschel Walker trade. Without that trade, they don't they are not the dynasty Cowboys of the nineties. This particular trade, let's see what the Texans do. And right now in the moment, they're doing very well. But Amber, damn. I mean, right now, Jimmy Haslam. There are 31 NFL owners right now that are laughing, laughing at Jimmy Haslam, going, we told you, don't guarantee it. Don't guarantee the entire contract. But you know what? He did. That's why he's not invited to the NFL owner's Christmas party. That's why he will not get be getting 31 Christmas cards from you know, 31 other NFL owners, and that is why right now I truly feel for Cleveland Browns fans because that fan base deserves a hell of a lot more. You're right. When you talk about that Herschel Walker trade, and that's the one that everybody always points to as the worst in NFL history, it was less about the Vikings component of that trade. It was more about what ended up as the Cowboys component of that trade where Jimmy Johnson, what he does, he uses those six draft picks he got in that trade to go on to build – a team that wins three Super Bowls, right, in four seasons. So that's the result there that we have to look at if we're going to make the comparison is what ends up happening here with with the Texans. And so far, so far, so good. So far, we're seeing the fruits of some of that labor, (laughs) but it'll take years for us to really fully evaluate this thing. And then, like I said, the actual Browns portion of the story isn't actually over. I mean, if somehow he comes back next year, and I realize – that it feels slim, the chances here. But if he comes back next year and he looks more like the guy that we just saw this past weekend and he's able to build on that, then maybe things eventually work out for the Browns as well. Coming up next, I'm sure you're very deflated, though, if you're a Browns fan today. Oh Coming up next God. here on Amber and Ian, the Bills are 5-5, five and five, and it seems like they found themselves a scapegoat. We will get into that. ESPN Radio is also on the app. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. 
Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Buffalo Bills. They got rid of their offensive coordinator. Feels like... They needed a fall guy, and frankly, they found him in Ken Dorsey. Amber and Ian is on ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. We are going to get into Dorsey in just a moment, but right before the segment started, I found out that Ian Fitzsimmons does not walk his dogs because... Oh, because oh, fair. What are we doing? Come because on. they're not Counselor. military trained Counselor, enough. some things are meant to be like... In, they're said in confidentiality. Is this a courtroom infraction of Good some sort? Good Lord! You know what it reminds me of is the fact... So I, I used to have three dogs, okay? I'm down to I'm uh, down to one, right? And he's he's an old guy now and he is wonderful. He's I mean, old dogs are just wonderful, right? They're they're easygoing. He hardly gets off the couch now if you come. He'll still bark at you. Let you know there he but he's going to give you the eye before he bothers to decide if he's going to get up for you or not, okay? So it's a very different situation than when he was a pup. But when he was a puppy, I sent him off. I adopted I, all my dogs have been rescues. I rescued him. All of ours are. Yep. I sent him I had gone into a, a, actually a kill shelter in Miami-Dade when I was living in Miami, and it was a kill shelter. And I went in there to get a kitten for my other dog to keep my other dog company when I was at law school. And I ended up with this puppy who was going to get euthanized because he was 10 days past his due date. So, of course, I had to bring him home. So now I had this puppy that I, I didn't need because I was starting law school. So I sent him to a dog trainer, which I had not done with my previous dog. And I sent him to a dog trainer. And it was like one of these places that does what you're saying you want your dogs to be like, where they train the dog where it doesn't take a step unless you step with your right foot and then it can start walking. And then every time you stop, it sits down next to you. And I mean, this dog was at this dog trainer for a couple of weeks. I get him back. He's military trained. This dog can probably sniff bombs. It lasts, Ian. <laughs> it lasts maybe two and a half weeks. <laughs> yeah, but you have to continue the training. That, I know. That, that's the part. Like, that's on I'm, you. That it is on me. But here's my problem. Like I want to snuggle. You know, I like I you want you on the that. couch with me. I I don't. I like I don't really need you to half be an in hour, step with me. Half an I, hour, <laughs> forty five minutes a day. Sorry. Look, hold on. I, too I, much. My, my attorney, meaning lawyer Amber, has just just completely hiked her leg on a fire hydrant on client privilege. You know what I mean right now? Because what we were talking about is now I am a distant sixth in my house. Mm -hmm. We had two dogs. We have two beautiful daughters, but I was, um, I mean, when I say up the track and in a horse racing term, when you're up the track, that means you got pulled up and you are not even crossing the damn finish line. Like you are so far behind the rest of the horses. Well, 
I was up the track as a distant fifth in my household between the two-legged kids and the four-legged kids. Well, now we have Cubby, which was obviously documented on ESPN TV and radio immensely over the summer. So she's now, I don't know, what, three and a half months old? And I refuse to walk our dogs because they went to training. But my, I said, I told my daughters, I'll pay for it. But you all are the ones that have to go and continue just half an hour a day. Continue the training. You want to play with the dogs in the front yard and not behind in the backyard only where nobody else can get to? You got to work with them. Well, guess what? They didn't. Of course so not. So now I'm being outed right now because I refuse to walk the dogs. I won't do it. I don't have the patience. I'm like Mike Singletary. I want winners. I can't do it. Can't win with them. Can't win with that. Nope. Cannot do it. So now Cubby, I'm playing with in the front yard. And then my wife says today, you want to walk Cubby? I'm like, nope. <laughs> Hasn't been to military training yet. Right. So well, it, when he goes to military training, she, it's only, yes, she when she yes. goes to military training, it's only going to last for about a month. But so you'll you have, have to a month window. So, you'll have a month window to walk uh, her where no. things will be glorious. Everyone I know who has sent their dog to the military type training like I did, everybody I know messes it up. I mean, it's it's. It's because you right. have to it's every a commitment day. and you have to do it every day. I mean, now my dog, obviously, the main things for me was he was, you know, housebroken that way. And he, you know, can sit and stay and do all the like typical commands I need. But the fancy stuff, the fancy stuff does in not the front yard where a squirrel runs across the street and the dog is not racing across the street. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. uh, that those Covey can has already got that down. But walking and healing Mm-hmm. No, nah, I don't yeah, have my pa- dogs. I, I don't have the patience to teach that. I can do everything else, but I don't have the patience to teach that. And then once you do teach it and they don't do it, mm-hmm. no, nah, I'm out. My so problem too was because I had him trained, but I already had a dog at home. So then she wasn't trained like that. So when he came back, like he would heal and everything. When I said it, my other dog would laugh at me when I said it, you know? So then she ruined him. She corrupted. Oh she yeah. Corrupted we have the him, two older you know? and this new rescue. <laughs> All three corrupt. of our dogs are rescued. They're going to corrupt so. the young one. So don't even bother. Oh, Amber yeah. and Ian is presented by progressive insurance. You can Ken always Dorsey's like a dog, right? That it needs to be right. rescued. Hey, he does need to be rescued. You can always hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call in line. If you agree now, Ken Dorsey, I mean, any of us who spent significant time in Miami probably have a soft spot in our hearts for Ken Dorsey. Ken Dorsey was always incredibly kind to me when I had a local show down in Miami, he would come on with us all the time before he went to the Bills and became their quarterbacks coach and later became their OC. So I have a lot of respect for Ken Dorsey. I don't want that to cloud my analysis here. So I'll leave it to your opinion. But for me, this felt like a lot of bull bleep and like McDermott needed a fall guy and Dorsey was the fall guy and had there not been 12 guys on that field on special teams instead of 11. Then Ken Dorsey would still have a job. And oh, by the way, his job is not to count the dudes in that situation on the field. Yeah, I mean, I saw a lot of you know NFL veterans, like from Anthony Beck, who's now a head coach in the XFL with the St. Louis Battlehawks. Uh, he spent over a decade in the NFL saying what you just mentioned. So let me get this straight. 12 men on the field, Ken Dorsey's fault on a game-winning field goal. That was missed. But you had 12 men on the field, so that's his fault. You know, our running back fumbles. 
You know, and James Cook on the very first play of the game. It's the OC's fault that you can't hang on to a football. Three defensive stars, in, including a captain and one of the best at his craft, and Matt Milano, are done. Not on the field. Can't play. Injured. That's Ken Dorsey's fault, right? I mean, going down the list where, you know, you know Gabe – Drops a ball right in his hands for a first down, right through his hands from John, from from Josh Allen. That's on him. That that's that's Ken Dorsey's fault. No, none of it is. Everything I just mentioned, we all know that everything I just said is not on the OC. But to your point, Amber, Sean McDermott wanted a fall guy. That was it. And now Ken Dorsey's going to be looking for a job, and he won't be out of work very long. I promise you, because that man can coordinate an offense. He's a heck of a play caller and a developer of talent. He will well, not be out of work long. And the weird thing about the Bills is as much as Josh Allen does turn over the football, which is certainly a problem for that team Six that's been plaguing game. them, that offense is still very good in every single category across the board. I mean, they just fired the guy in charge at the top of that offense, right? But the Bills, fourth in QBR, third in yards per play, second and third down conversion percentage – third in red zone efficiency in the entire league, first in success rate, third in EPA per play. I mean, if you go down the statistics, the Bills offensively are good. Ken Dorsey certainly should not have lost his job. Coming up next on Amber and Ian, how is Cleveland doing after the news that Deshaun Watson is missing the rest of the season? Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Certainly devastating news that broke today for Cleveland Browns fans. That's a statement that has been said time and time again. But this time, the devastating news was that quarterback Deshaun Watson is shut down for the season. He has to have season-ending shoulder surgery on a broken bone in his throwing shoulder, something that he suffered during that game against Baltimore where he stayed in that game and he played through it. Emmett Golden 
host of The Next Level on ESPN Cleveland. Of course, you can always hear him on game night alongside Q Myers right here on ESPN Radio after Amber and Ian. Emmett, thanks so much for joining us. Give me the Cleveland perspective. We got the news this morning. What was the reaction from the Cleveland Browns fan? Surprisingly, from fans, it was optimistic, which blew my mind. All right, I was ready to do funeral radio today. I'm telling you guys, blew my mind. And we heard from a lot of fans today, and they all said, which kind of made some sense, hey, we haven't had good quarterback play all year. You had a really good half from Deshaun last week, and then you had P.J. Walker and DTR, and the Browns are still 6-3. and three. So fans, albeit disappointed because, again, you know, $230 million, three first-round picks, uh, they, the fans were looking to get some ROI, a um, little return on investment, but they believe in this defense and this running game. The offensive line and said you know what we think we could still make the playoffs I was surprised because typically fans are or uh, Cleveland fans aren't as optimistic all right we'll, we'll touch on future in a moment but I am curious to get just get your thoughts on the contract and the trade you're talking about a first and a fourth last year a first and a third this year which was Will Anderson and Tank Dell has got 34 grabs for over 500 yards and five touchdowns and then you have a first and a fourth next year and the 230 plus million in guaranteed take home money. Is this, in your opinion, the worst contract in American pro sports history? Even more so, maybe, than Bobby Bonilla, who's still getting paid a million plus every <laughs> July 1st until 2035. Well, in the moment, yes. Currently, it absolutely is. There are three more years on this contract, and if if something crazy happens and the Browns win a Super Bowl or go to a Super Bowl, then they probably say it was worth it. But at this moment, yeah. You know, you missed him for 11 games last year. He already missed four. He's going to miss the last, what, eight games here. So, yeah, you. I mean, you're spending franchise money on a franchise quarterback, and he's not available, and you You've got salary cap tied up. You pointed out the draft picks. So, absolutely, at this moment right now, it is one of the worst trades, one of the worst contracts uh, to ever be seen in the NFL. Emmett Golden joining us on Amber and Ian. You can hear him on ESPN Cleveland and, of course, here on ESPN Radio as well. Emmett, you mentioned there the optimism from Cleveland fans because Deshaun Watson wasn't good except for one half of the game. I guess the disappointment would be it happens to be the game that he got injured in. So it felt like things were turning around and now this. But let's talk about the backups. Are they encouraged, the fan base, because they have any sort of belief in the backups in Dorian Thompson-Robinson and and P.J. Walker? Or are they just encouraged because a hell of a defense and what what they can accomplish otherwise? Yeah, I don't think it's so much the the quarterbacks that are available. You know, P.J. Walker has has won some games. I mean, he, he helped the Browns beat the 49ers, although he had some really bad plays in that, some mistakes that didn't cost him. Uh, DTR found out he was playing against the Ravens 90 minutes before the game, and we think that's kind of a reason that he was thrown off. But the confidence comes from the entire squad. I mean, that defense is the best defense in the NFL. You could split hairs between them and, and the Ravens, but they're they're right up there, one and two. The special teams has played well for the Browns in the running game, missing Nick Chubb. Don't forget about that, guys. Yep. You 
you lost Nick Chubb, Jack Conklin, and now um, you, you Deshaun Watson for the entire year, and the Browns are six and three right now, and that's where the confidence is coming from from the fan base. Like, hey, you know what? We got Miles Garrett, we got Denzel Ward, you know, Zadarius Smith, and we have a group of running backs that show that they can perform. And hey, who cares if you win ugly as long as you win? You're in that locker room every week. How is the relationship between the defensive side of the ball and the offensive side of the ball? It's really good. It's really good. You know, and and I can tell you today – the defense kind of took this news as, okay, this is an opportunity for us to show everybody how good we really are. You know, all right, Deshaun's down, put it on our shoulders. We'll go out there and win the division. You know, maybe they didn't necessarily verbalize that, but the confidence uh, was definitely beaming in the locker room from the defensive players today. So this team overall has – has a great camaraderie. It's something that's been missing for years. Even last year, the roster was great, but guys weren't hanging out together, going to dinner. Everybody kind of did their job and went home. And this year, everybody's super close and really tight. And you could tell in the close games that they've you know been in that they believe in each other and they kind of pull for one another. Emmett Golden joining us here on Amber and Ian. So in your opinion now, I keep asking you about the fan reaction, but give me Emmett Golden's reaction. How confident do you feel about their chances of still competing in that division? I mean, I don't feel that, you know, it's a one-word Wednesday on my show in Cleveland. My word was destitute. Uh, that's how <laughs> kind of how I felt. I was, you know, totally just blindsided by all this. But throughout the day, understanding that, you know, especially in the AFC North with all those great defenses, if you could play ball control uh, offense and, and make your, have your defense make a play or two, while I'm not optimistic they could win the division, I am optimistic that they could still find a way to make the playoffs because there are teams that we thought would be way better than the Browns this season that have underperformed greatly. The Bills, the Chargers come to mind instantly. So, I you know, I feel confident that they could make the playoffs, but – it's going to be tough <laughs> with Deshaun Watson. The way he played, you know, against the Ravens in that second half gave me and everybody else in Cleveland hope that you finally got the franchise guy. That's why you spent $230 million. That's why you dealt with all that madness last year for games like we saw and moments like we saw in the second half against the Ravens, and you felt real good about them going forward. And now you just know every week is going to be a dogfight, but I think they'll be in all of those games this year. Yet, having said everything we just said, look at ESPN Bet right now, mm-hmm. which just launched today. Sign up, get get the app, get on it. Cleveland's a one-point favorite at home against the Steelers. They are still favored in this game. What does that tell you? Because I know what it tells me. They are begging America to, to in Vegas to take the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are 6-3. and three. And you're looking at DTR and that one Awful game. And I, I liked him at UCLA. I covered him yeah. just one game. But, man, I, I liked him. I couldn't believe what we saw. But you giving us the background of that one particular game and he had to get in and, and looked awful. Look, right now, you tell me I got to take a side in this game, I'll lay the one and take Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, I think what the what they're looking at and the sports books are telling you is that they don't really believe in the Pittsburgh Steelers offense. You know, I mean, you know, Kenny Until Pickett the fourth is, quarter. 
Sure. Yeah, he'll make a play in the fourth quarter, but, you know, in, in the previous three, you know, that, that's yep. leading up to that, um, he's not very good. They don't run the ball very well. So I think that's what, you know, the sports books are looking at. I think they're looking at, you know what, Cleveland can run the ball even without Nick Chubb. They got a great defense. The, the thing that worries me is – you, you got DTR star, and he's a rookie quarterback against that defense, and the Steelers usually make examples out of rookie quarterbacks. So that's the one thing that has me feeling uneasy about Sunday. Yeah, Mike Tomlin is very good at that. Of course, Dorian Thompson-Robinson will have some time to prepare for this one, unlike last time when he was starting against Baltimore, as you mentioned. Emma Golden, you check him out on ESPN Cleveland, of course, here on ESPN Radio as well. The Watson cap hit is something like $64 million oh. per season oh. <laughs> over the next few years. Obviously, that's egregious. We knew it would be if he goes down with injury. Could you see a scenario where the Browns, though, in spite of that, look for another quarterback? And I don't mean a guy for the scout team, because obviously they are going to go pick up a third quarterback here. But I mean like a Ryan Tannehill type. Do you see a scenario where they'd be willing to bring somebody in with a name this season? If, you know, if what happens with Tannehill, you know, kind of what happened with Baker last year where, you know, he saw a team that needed a quarterback, asked for his release, and was granted, I do believe the Browns would go that route. Andrew Barry's always been very aggressive uh, in all of his moves, and if there's a guy that's clearly head and shoulders better than what they have, I think he'll go after him. Now, you're right, they will sign a guy. Um, because they like to have three quarterbacks, and who knows what the caliber of that quarterback will be. But if anybody, even Jacoby Brissett, if Jacoby Brissett were to ask for a release, I think the Browns would be very interested in that because they had some success with Brissett last year. So I think that's that. all that's on the table, but those guys have to be available before the Browns will pursue it. Rob Gronkowski mentioned today on FanDuel TV, that Mac Jones should ask for his outright release and then his agent should be already on the phone before that happens with Cleveland. Your reaction? I mean, they could do that. I don't think the Browns will be very interested. I, you know, I, I just don't because you bring Mac in, he's got to learn the offense, and I think there'll be a learning curve and some time. And he just hasn't performed well. Like Ryan Tannehill, we throw we we threw that name out. He's led a team to the playoffs before. You know that could happen. And so did the, Mac. True. Yeah, that's true. As a rookie, though. Yeah, I think with that was more of an. Yeah, more. I think that was more of an an anomaly than it was with what Ryan Tannehill um, did. So I, I don't think the Browns would be interested in Mac Jones. I think they would just roll with DTR um, and PJ Walker if that was the the case. But if a guy that they're familiar with or is you know kind of a proven quarterback that can get you to the playoffs, I think they'd be interested in any opportunities that presents any of those opportunities that present themselves. Yeah, I mean Tannehill's not Patrick Mahomes. But we have been watching him have some some success for a decade in the NFL. So that probably factors into that conversation real quick here, Emmett on the way out. Should Browns fans be mad that they traded away Josh Dobbs? No, no, nobody saw this, you know, happen. And I, I like Josh a lot, and his story is great. I want to remind everybody, I think it was 1-7 and seven, um, in Arizona. And what he's doing right now is impressive as all get out. And I'm rooting for him to sustain it. But, you know, through his career, I don't think he's been able to sustain that, that uh, level of play for a long time. So hindsight being twenty twenty, yeah, you'd love to have him on your roster right now. But I don't think anybody saw this happening in Cleveland. He can build and- your rocket. 
Yeah, yeah oh, no doubt. He can skateboard, sure. too. He would, you would catch him on a skateboard <laughs> around Cleveland a lot. Look at that. Emmett Golden, host of The Next Level on ESPN Cleveland and game night here on ESPN Radio alongside Q Myers. Thanks, Emmett. Hey, thanks for having me. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian, there, Ian says there's chaos on the horizon for college football. We'll get into why. That's next. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. is back on top of the college football playoff rankings overtaking Ohio State for that number one spot coming off of that big 52 to 17 win over Ole Miss the Buckeyes drop to number two they still have two top 25 victories against Notre Dame and against Penn State so that is enough right now to keep them afloat ahead of Michigan but a lot to unpack here Ian and a lot to unpack moving forward because we know of course some of these things are going to work themselves out like when Michigan plays Ohio State for example what do you make though of the latest rankings I said on the broadcast when we had uh, number nine at the time, number nine Ole Miss, who now dropped to 13th uh, at eight and two uh, against then number two Georgia in the fourth quarter. Just watching the field tilt when Georgia came on the field against Ole Miss. I mean, it, it was. I was talking to one Ole Miss assistant coach when Georgia came out and he said to me, quote, Our guys don't look like that. End quote. Because <laughs> of the size. I thought, oh, it man, is, I know. They're that different. Georgia team's legit. You saw them against Florida. for real. Oh, yeah. my. I mean, I've been saying that about Georgia the last few years, watching them against Look. my Gators. I, 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 what? Yeah, not, not even where, a complete sentence. Yes, just, just, just noises. That's where what you make. Where are these guys coming right? from? Like, eh, why can't we get huh. them? It, it, they are different. And all those Philly dogs. Because Philadelphia, the Eagles had had a bye week, right? Outside of Nicobe Dean, who has stayed in Philadelphia to, you know, get treatment on that list Frank injury he has to his foot. Jordan Davis, Keely Ringo, going down the list of guys that were that were there. And when I was talking to them in the fourth quarter, it it this just different. I mean, they are. Georgia is just different. Now, I think I still believe Michigan, and I mentioned this to Boo Corgan last night when when we talked to the college football playoff committee chair and the athletic director for NC State. I said, Michigan to me is the most talented team in college football, but they don't have the same resume 
that a remarkably talented Georgia team does. And he agreed. And that's what the committee came up with. In the fourth quarter of that game on Saturday night, we all agreed. Kelly Stoffer, our, our color analyst, former first-round pick for the Seattle Seahawks, quarterback, Mark Kestisher, Jordan Davis, obviously the Philly Dogs are going to agree. Georgia is the number one team in the country, but, and that's Jordan Davis is because he's twice the man I am, literally in size. I mean, that dude is a mountain of a human being in person. Michigan, to me, is still the most talented team in the country, and there is a difference. Talent and resume versus just talent alone. Now, to your point, all of that is going to sort itself out. But I do not remember, Amber, since 1998, the old BCS, where we had eight teams, this many. We're going eight deep that have a legit shot at making the college football playoff or being one of the top two teams going back to the BCS era. But just go going in present-day college football playoff, eight teams deep the week before Thanksgiving, it's never happened before. Those expanded playoffs can't come soon enough, right? That will be wild when they head our Next way. Year. We're all wanting to see it, frankly, especially coming off of a season like this. But I heard somebody say today that they felt like the college football playoff committee was punishing Michigan for the sign-stealing scandal by keeping them at third because people are arguing that Michigan's the best team in the country. I don't feel that way. It's not that I don't feel that Michigan could be the best team in the country. Again, a lot of these things will sort themselves out, and I tend to agree with you. I think Michigan is wildly talented. But resume matters, and what you've actually done matters. Yep. And Michigan hasn't played anybody yet. And they will, right? I mean, they've well, they they played, played Penn, they State. Penn State. That's Fine, it, yeah. they beat Penn State. Great win. They're going to have to do it a couple more times here. They've got marquee games. That's why you saw Jim Harbaugh and why you saw Michigan run to court and try to get a TRO so that he could coach in these last three games. If these last three games, Ian, were against you know, Timbuktu University, They probably would not have been running to court on Veterans Day trying to get an injunction so that he could still coach. That's the reality of the situation. The schedule here matters. They will get tested. They will get tested again and again. And if they overcome all those tests, then we can have a conversation about where they should be ranked. But right now, I understand why Georgia and why Ohio State are ranked ahead of Michigan because of the resumes. Florida State is another team that people argue hasn't played enough in terms of competition. They've looked mostly great, mostly great, haven't played enough, obviously another major undefeated program. Yeah, and I don't, I don't have a problem with Florida State being ahead of Washington. Yeah, I mean, because that also is going to sort itself out. Look, I've got Washington at Oregon State this weekend. Oregon State's favored on ESPN bet. Let that sink in. Oregon State is favored coming into this game. So when I say chaos is a coming, Amber, a lot of this will sort itself out in the next few weeks. I mean, you have Texas at Iowa State. Going to Ames is not easy. Texas is right now, I think it's a a six-and-a-half-point favorite. That's a one-score game. I mean, Georgia, Tennessee, at Tennessee, rivalry game. Next week, I mean, you've got the Iron Bowl. You have Ohio State at Michigan. Florida State's at your Gators against Florida. Rivalry games. And then championship weekend. To have eight teams still alive. And everyone's going, oh my God, how is this going to sort itself out? I just gave you off the top of my head how this is going to sort itself out. Chaos is a coming. 
And I promise you, it's going to start this weekend. Guaranteed. I don't Uh, have any confidence in my Gators at this point, frankly, against Florida State. But the thing is about rivalries (laughs) is if you're the Gators, you ain't got nothing else to play with other than to ruin the team you need the most in the world season. right? And you saw it against Miami for Florida State because another huge in-state rival and Florida State, that was a hard-fought battle for FSU to get that win. And some people look at that win and like, oh, that – that uh, game was too close, right? But again, it's a rivalry game. So a lot of these rivalries, things can happen that we aren't expecting. I'm glad you mentioned there are some of the one-loss teams as well because the Texas, they're the alive. Alabama. Texas is alive. The Oregon. Bama's alive, alive, man. Oregon's alive. They're alive. We only talk about the undefeateds right now, Ian. May not be all undefeateds in the college football playoff by the time we get to the end of the season. So a wild one. Chaos can ensue. I mean, Alabama could end up beating Georgia in the SEC championship, and then Bama gets in, even though Georgia only has one loss, and Georgia's one loss would look better than Bama's one loss. Chaos, I tell you. It is chaotic. We continue on next.